0: Because I enjoy beating a horse to death, Uh, yet again today we are going to talk about Yale. Uh, This time from uh, the perspective of kind of going through the things that have to happen for them to be able to stay in the top five. Right now they are the number one ranked team in the land for good reason. Coming off a national championship though, there are things like uh, uh, championship hangovers and they are real, so there's a lot of things working against them in terms of them being able to stay in in the top five throughout the season. Uh, So I'm going to go through the things that I think that need to happen for Yale, the players that I think that need to step up for Yale uh, to keep them rolling uh, right along despite losing a guy like Ben Reeves. So let us go. So first thing we're going to discuss is who they lost. Ben Reeves is at the top of that damn list. Uh, three-time All-American, three-time first-team All All Ivy, uh, the career goals and points leader at Yale. 174 goals, 142 assists, and 316 points. The guys, he was just a, a savage when it came to pr- producing. Uh, so that's going to hurt. You can't, you just can't replace a guy like Reeves. Although I think that they do have uh, players in place that can help. Uh, make up for that loss as much as possible so they don't have to fall off the face of the damn earth When it, uh, as it pertains to their offensive production. Um, they also lost two huge players on the defensive side of the ball, senior Chris Keating and uh, Jerry O'Connor, both all-Ivy. Uh, Keating, two-time all-Ivy. Uh, O'Connor, uh, one-time all-Ivy. Both great takeaway guys. Uh, Keating, uh, with 25 cause turnovers to O'Connor's 22 cause turnovers. Both of them pick up ground balls, especially Keating, 59 GBs. Um, uh, and Keating's a two-time All-American uh, to boot. So that that's not bad. Uh, but once again, they lose Keating and O'Connor, but I posit that Keating and O'Connor weren't even their best defenders on their roster last year. And and one of the benefits of, of, of the team that Yale had last year was that it was a total team effort. They played a lot of guys. They played a lot of attackmen. Uh, they played a lot of defenders, uh, a lot of, of guys that are coming back uh, even if they weren't starters, got tons of minutes, and they got high-quality minutes uh, in terms of the the types of games. I mean, they had a lot of guys play all the way through the playoffs into the national championship, so they have a lot of pieces coming back despite the fact they lose those three, Keating, O'Connor on the defensive side, and Reeves, the monster on the offensive side. Uh, in terms of, uh, they lose their face-off, man, but you get Erlen, so... You know, that's a, I, I would say they're they're in a better uh, position at the X at this point uh, than they were even last year, despite the fact they graduated a ridiculously solid face-off man. While I have you here, I would be doing myself and Lax Factor a disservice if I didn't tell you now to head on over to laxfactor.com, that is F A C T O R. Dot com and support the channel, support the podcast, support our efforts, and buy yourself a dope lacrosse t-shirt. All right. So we've discussed who they're losing. Uh, that's that's obvious. you know. Uh, so now let's just discuss why offensively, I think that even though they lose a, a Tuartan winner in Reeves, I, why I don't think they're going to fall off all that badly. The number one reason is Jackson Morrill, junior uh, coming back this year. Attackman put up 72 points last year, 30 GBs, six cause turnovers. So he, he actually is excellent in the writing game. He led all Yale attackers and cause turnovers, uh, six man up goals, second on the team, 75% shots on goal percentage, uh, 50% shooting percentage that those are lights out. Uh, moral is an excellent dodger. Uh, he really was the the man, at least towards the end of the season. That was kind of running that two man game at X with uh, with Reeves. And Reeves was was actually ended up being towards the end of the season a beneficiary of a, a lot of goals, uh, thanks to Moral and guys like the next guy Jack Ty Senior uh, coming back this year at attack. Uh, Forty nine points last year, thirty five goals, fourteen assists. So these two guys, I mean, that that's you're returning a hundred plus points uh, in two attackmen, and we haven't even talked about Gaudet yet. Uh junior attacker, 41 goals, seven assists, 48 points. So these three attackers coming back are huge. And it doesn't even we're not even getting into talking about Joey Sessa, Lucas Cotler, uh, Brendan Rooney, uh Dana Jealous. They have seven offensive players coming back with 20 or more points. So uh, offensively, they're going to have no problems. They're going to be able to put points up. They're going to be able to put points on the board. They're going to be able to take care of the ball. Uh, they run kind of a high risk, high reward offense in the sense of uh, relying heavily on Dodgers, on, on feeding the crease where you got guys like Gaudette that are just uh, excellent inside finishers. So they ended up turning the ball over at a fair clip. Uh, but I think this year, you're going to see as guys kind of try to step in, uh, settle into their new roles as, as you know, outside they're, they're not role players anymore. They're actually going to have to carry the team guys like moral tie and Gaudet on the offensive side. I think as you see these guys settle in, you're going to uh, see them, uh, uh, take excellent care of the ball. Nobody wants to be the guy that comes out, tries to do much, turns the ball over, especially on a high IQ team like Yale. So I feel like early on in the season, they're probably going to do a pretty good job of taking care of the ball. Uh, they'll probably not come out ripping the world up in terms of uh, production overall and, and the number of points they put up simply because they're going to have to find their identity first without their team leader coming back. But Morrill, Ty, Gaudet, Sessa, Kotler, Rooney, Danagelis, these guys are all guys that can fill it up Uh, if given the opportunity, and they're all going to be given the opportunity. You have seven guys right there that are coming back that played huge minutes, that put up legitimate points against legitimate competition. So Yale is going to be fine on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, yes. They, they, they lost two seniors, but despite losing those, these two seniors, they have Chris Fake coming back. Uh, Fake was, as a freshman, a unanimous first team All-Ivy, Ivy League Rookie of the Year. He was an All-American, All-Tourney team uh, for championship weekend. Uh, when they played Albany that uh, that first time, it was brutal watching that game he beat the living hell out of Connor Fields. Connor Fields end up leaving ends up leaving the game not because of the beating he took, but I'm sure he didn't like that. Uh then he ends up just beating the hell out of Tahogan Nanakoke after that. He limited them to a combined one assist in that game. Um, uh, but despite the fact you have him coming back, and he is a brute and an excellent defender and an incredible shutdown type of guy, they have a lot of polls coming back that had experience last year. Robert Mooney Sr., uh, Aiden Hines uh, Jr., and Will Wetzel Jr. Wetzel's a good, great hustle guy. The other two, uh, Mooney and Hines, have 14 and 13 cause turnovers between them. They all got quality minutes. So, as you bring these guys in, a couple of younger were recruits a couple of other guys that, that were on the bench they 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 don't lack experience on defense i guess is the best way to say it they have Fake coming back, who's kind of going to become the the, the default leader on this team, but you, you have a senior and two juniors who all got serious time last year that are also coming back. So uh, in terms of uh, just having a quality core of defenders returning and all guys that have experience, it's all there. And then you throw in the X factor, uh, Jack Starr. You have a, a freshman goalie that was able to win a national championship with his team, uh, it, that's incredible. The confidence that this kid's going to have coming back now, what I didn't like 477 Percent save percentage, but he's a freshman. He's playing in a tough conference. He's he's playing uh, through the tournament against some some really fierce competition. Uh, So as a freshman, forty-seven point seven percent. I almost guarantee you that improves into the fifty-two to fifty-five percent range if he can get if Star can get into that fifty-two to fifty-five percent range. This defense is going to be scary this year because as I say, they have a good core of players returning. Uh, to uh, To cover that end of the field. And and if, if Star can just save the ball at a respectable clip, uh, these guys are going to be fine on both the defensive end, they're going to be almost fine on the offensive end, and then the rest of it just comes down to between the boxes, and you, you bring TD in, and uh, I'd say you've got the recipe for a, a team that's going to probably stay in the top five most of the season, if not all of the season. And I think they have a really good shot, as long as everybody stays healthy, of returning to Memorial Day weekend. I mean, they they could be, I would not be the least bit surprised if come Memorial Day, they're one of the two teams uh, facing off to start that game. I think they're that good. Now, history tells us it's not likely in terms of, of teams repeating in sports, but in lacrosse, it is fairly common, uh, or it used to be fairly common for teams to do exactly that. When you get a good group of guys together and they have confidence and they have a high lacrosse IQ and a good culture, all of the things that Yale has... Uh, the ch- it, it's there, you know. The chance for them to repeat is there, or at least a chance for them to put up a good effort en route to trying to repeat. That is definitely going to be there. But I like all of the pieces that they're going to have in place from day one. I think they have great team leadership on both ends of the field. Uh, obviously, they have a coaching staff, you know, that, that's right up there with with any in the league, uh, in the country. So Yale number one ranking obviously they deserve that coming in uh, do I think they're going to end up you know by the end of the season leading into the tournament the number one team in the land I am not sure but they have as good a chance as any in my mind uh, to play uh, to, to play on Monday for that championship and I believe they will remain a top five team. I had uh, at one point mentioned, I don't know if it ever went to air, but I had mentioned that I thought this was the year that Cornell takes the Ivy League back. The more I've watched Yale, uh, we did a couple of film breakdowns, and the more I watched that Yale team play and, and realized, oh man, he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. The more I, that happened as I was watching them, the more I realized that Cornell is not going to just simply walk in and take the Ivy League back. Granted, they are filthy as well. They've got uh, an excellent team coming back across the board. Offensively, Jeff Teat, uh, uh, um, the, the, the Connor Fletcher, they have a lot of pieces in play, uh, and they have pretty much everybody back on the offensive side of the ball. If, if Cornell can have a goalie step in and save the ball at a 55% clip, then they've got a chance to unseat EL. But now, uh, whereas two weeks ago I may have said I think Cornell has the edge in the Ivy, I'm uh, uh, going to rescind that statement, and now I'm thinking that Yale has the edge with Cornell nipping at their heels. And don't front on Princeton. Uh, we're going to do their profiles here in the coming weeks uh, in a, in a similar format to this. And I mean, I like Princeton and Michael Sowers. I like Cornell and Jeff Teat. And and there's always other teams in in the Ivy that are that are fairly solid and can beat anyone on any given day. So Yale is my pick. To win the Ivy, Yale is my pick to be one of the top five teams in the country throughout the year, and they, I believe truly that they have a ridiculously good shot at ending up in the Final Four, possibly in the finals. Be sure to subscribe, be sure to hit the notification bell, and be sure to come back often as we are always trying to put up new content that suits your fancy.